I've heard a lot of people do sports in my 24-year career in this business. Nobody funnier, nobody more creative, nobody smarter, and nobody more loyal than Steve Summers. Even Bernie kind of likes him a little. Is that fair to say, Bern? Are you kidding me? I love I know. Steve Summers. We, we go back so far. We both love him so much, and it's always a thrill to have him on. So here he is. Top yeah, midnight. talk about putting the pressure on. He's funny. He's wonderful. He's this. <laughs> he's that. And so now I have to perform. That's right. Yes, you do, but you're used to doing that. Um, in fact, what are you doing these days, they can probably use a sports tour coach in the Ukraine about now, Steve Summers. <laughs> well, if they, if they have an opening, I'll, I'll be interested. Yeah. I, I, I'll tell you this. I mean, uh, this is why uh, it may hurt baseball with everything going on. Never mind about speeding up the game. How do we speed up negotiations? But this is why I think the owners have more to lose with everything going on because uh, people are paying True. attention to the Ukraine. Uh, TV shows are good. Uh, we're talking democracy. We're talking pandemic. And we also want to know how much is going to be for a tank of gas. So, I mean, the bottom line is, uh, I mean, there are plenty of distractions with all of this, uh, you know, uh, business or non-business that is going on with uh, Major League Baseball. Let me ask you guys a question. What do you call a team owner who runs a business without competence or success? A uh, Democrat. How about (laughs) billionaire? Oh, billionaire. Uh And yet what? Uh, Some fans want these owners to make uh, uh, more money? And and so I can't. You know, we were reading over the weekend about uh, Russo. And again, if you have been listening to him at all, too, he's on the owner's side. But he does work for Major League Baseball, the network, and I love him. Him and uh, Francesa uh, did uh, as great a uh, sports talk show as you could ever have. But the bottom line is he's really more, you know, uh, straddling on the side of the of the owners. And you can't root for an, an owner. You just no. can't. I, they're I like mean, the, they're the oligarchs. Right, of course. I mean, it's like rooting for the tomahawk chop. It's like rooting for the wave. You know, it's there, but you really can't root for it. Well, I got to tell you, uh, where we are right now, I'm not rooting for either side because the players are millionaires. As you point out, Steve Summers, the owners are billionaires. And yeah, Doggy was on this show with me and Bernie just two weeks ago. In fact, Mike may be on this week. And and he talked about, you know, yeah, he kind of leans towards the owners, but like you said, he's in bed with Major League Baseball. But there's not a side here that any 9-to-5 guy can be okay with, not the players or the owners. Nobody. Yeah, no, I know I understand that. Uh, but, you know, you, you, got, you got Manford speaking for the owners. And, you know, you can't trust or believe anything he says uh, regarding uh, what's happening here or not happening. You know, everything Manfred says has to be taken as insincere uh, because it's Manfred uh, saying it. You know, listen, the owners uh, uh, have made more money, and the, uh, people try to compare this to 94. You can't do that. The owners have more money now uh, than ever before, and they. how do you convince fans that the owners are not greedy? 
I mean, they just mm-hmm. don't want to share because of gambling, because of TV money, yeah. because of uh, of tickets and hot dog prices. If they're involved with parking, you include that. And now that the uh, pandemic has made it uh, so that uh, fans could get back into into games, I mean, they're making more money than ever, ever before, and they really just don't want to share it. Uh, share any of it. You got Manford, and how about you know? We know one thing about Manford, other than being absolutely somebody you can't trust and somebody who's very insincere. He's got a nice golf swing, and he seems <laughs> to find amusement uh, with this impasse, with the with with this lockout. And uh, so, I mean, never mind about speeding up the game. How do we go about speeding up negotiations? That's funny. See, that's a good line. You came through with that. Uh, Steve (laughs) Steve Summers, uh, former WFAN great on the Bernie and Sid show. Steve, speaking of that, just, just address that for a moment for some of our listeners who may not be mired in the details. For example, they're going to get rid of uh, the umpires. Now, uh, are the players against that and the owners are for that? And, and by the way, where, where do you stand on it? They actually physically want to take the umps off the field. Uh, and- see, yeah, you're right, Sid. I, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm for umpires. I want the human element as much as possible. Uh, it, yeah, they're going to be wrong, and uh, but they'll be wrong for both sides. Uh, just given the opportunity, so no, I don't want to see the robots and and all of that. Uh, we have too much uh, technology, too much uh, innovation with balls and strikes and graphics, and so forth and so on. Uh, no, I would want the human element in there, and if they're going to screw up, they're going to screw up for both sides. I, I couldn't agree more. Again, Steve Summers on with Bernie and Sid here, the brilliant. Steve Summers. So I remember way back when, when I started this career, 20-plus years ago, I was working with a guy named Scott Kaplan down in Florida. And, of course, everybody knows I've got drug issues and alcohol issues and all that. And he said, Sid, let me tell you something. He goes, this microphone you're on right now, this is going to become your new drug. He said, when you don't have this, you think you're going to miss cocaine, you're going to miss liquor. This is really going to send you bonkers. And in the few times I've been fired during my career, which is more than often, he was right. Like, I was really, I was lost. I needed to talk to somebody. I started tweeting. I went on Instagram. I did whatever I could to stay relevant. What is a guy like you who, even this morning, sounds like you were on the air just last night, you're still brilliant. What is a guy like, what do you do to replace the microphone? Well, uh, first of all, how do you retire from talking? That's number one. Number <laughs> two, I, I, with my wife here at home, I tell her to give me a call. We'll talk, then take a break and come back and talk <laughs> and finish the subject. So I'm still doing radio, but I'm just doing it with an audience of one. And uh, and I give her the number, and she'll call me on the cell, and when she'll bring up something, and then uh, I'll take a break. And uh, and do a commercial that uh, isn't sponsoring me at all at the moment, <laughs> and uh, then I get back to talking with her, and then throw it. Uh, I'll throw it to you and Bernie. <laughs> hey that. Steve, do you still uh, actually listen to WFAN, or are they dead to you? Uh, I tell you, uh, that's a great question. Uh, uh, I still listen. I try to listen to their opens, and uh, and then I'll listen a little bit more after that. Uh, to see what kind of response and reaction they're going to be getting. Uh, I've been watching more movies. I've been going out a little bit more with the wife out to dinner, doing restaurants, 
and not having a, you know any kind of a schedule, uh, sleeping, trying to sleep a little <laughs> bit more normally. Because uh, now I'm 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 up at uh, in the middle of the night. I'm up uh, watching TV or listening to the radio. And again, I mean WFAN wanted to but listen. It's how we all got started in the business. You're young. Uh, you're a little bit cheaper. Uh, and and again, uh, you are a different voice, a different approach, a different presentation. So I remember as a kid, as a teenager getting started and, you know, really uh, getting jobs where more experienced people were there to get them. I, I, I mean, and we're all replaceable, and we all know what it's like to fail. And when I, The first night I was on WFAN 34 years ago, I said, I, you know, if I fail again, it won't be because of lack of effort. You may like what I do, you may not like what I do. We'll uh, try to uh, get to know each other and learn each other with the, where we're coming from, and we'll be discussing everything. But if I fail here, it won't be because of lack of effort. The thing I'm most proud of of the 34 years there, having my father's work ethic. He came from the old country. He was a mom-and-pop grocery clerk. And uh, the bottom line is he worked his ass off wow. out, uh, for a family of four. And he had that old-world ethic. He didn't take shortcuts. And that's something that I'm most proud of, you know, over the time that I was at uh, WFAN with, you know, my dad's work ethic. I, I hardly uh, took off for anything, you know, uh, uh, last couple of years. I had one urinary uh, tract infection where uh, Niagara Falls had turned into a babbling book. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I had to miss some time. Right. That but, was it. But, yeah, but for the most part, the yeah. work ethic. I was you a, were like Lou Gehrig. You were like Cal Ripken, Steve Summers, and you didn't fail. Certainly a legendary career. Man. I mean, the Iron Man, exactly right. So, Steve, you, you, are, you live in New York City. You're uh, about as famous as any New York City person I know. Uh, I want you to know I've been living in New York City for six years, and I'm leaving in a couple of weeks. I'm tired of it. Tired of walking outside with my two children and seeing homeless people, feces yeah. on the street, people getting robbed and beaten right in front of me. And I live in a very high-rent district, by the way, very high-rent district. Yeah. So we're leaving in two weeks after six years. You've been here forever. I don't care who you like in politics, Democrat or not. Sure. You cannot be happy, Stevie, with what's going on in your city. Well, no, and no one is going to be happy with uh, the crime and, and uh, you know, where you uh, have to be very careful taking the subway or just walking the street. I understand all that, but it's still the greatest city in the world. I understand what but, you're well, saying. Well, but, well, but why do you – listen, I say the same thing because I'm programmed to say it, I think. I'm just programmed to say that. But why is it? Why is it the greatest – I go to cities where the weather's nice, it's clean, no one gets beat up in the streets. Why is this the greatest city? Why? Well, well, you know, listen, uh, it has everything here. If you can't find it in New York, you don't need it. And there's so much uh, stimulus here. You know, I mean, uh, you can walk a block and uh, you'll see the whole world here. And uh, it's uh, so diverse. And I see my whole thing about diversity uh, in people, in places, things, vegetables, minerals, and animals is that if you can't accept or tolerate uh, or, God forbid, embrace uh, diversity, you got to move to another planet. And the whole world is here. There is everything 
to experience here that's the best and the worst of everything. Make no mistake about that. Nobody ignores, you know, it's like living in a small city, but it's a small city that is the best of any city that you can think of. So uh, there's so much to touch here, so much to experience, but yes, uh, there is a wherewithal with New Yorkers. You guys have it. Uh, just about everybody living here has it. The wherewithal, a savvy, a moxie, an awareness of the good and the bad so that you be as careful as possible, which is not being weak, it's being smart. And right. if you are uh, being smart enough and aware enough, uh, you can have just the greatest life living in New York City. There's so much to touch here. So very well said. Steve Summers, a former WFAN great on the Bernie and Sid Show. Steve, your optimism uh, about the city, uh, your sentiments match uh, an old friend of yours, Jerry Seinfeld. He yeah. feels the same way about the city. He's, uh, he's you know, he's uh, all about the future and uh, the city's coming back, all this stuff. Yeah. And you, you mentioned going out to dinner. He's an old friend of yours. Do you stay in touch with him? Yeah, of course. Uh, some emails and and uh, it was always a radio relationship. Uh, he grew up really kind of listening right away to WFAN and a late night listener. And of course, he called in a number of times and and even co-hosted uh, with me a few times. So yeah, we stay a little bit in touch. Uh, with the emails. I'm not a part of his inner circle, and he's about the only name I could drop. But, but, but in it's a the big very, name. very beginning, uh, guys like Andrew Dice Clay called in, Bruno Kirby called yep. in, Tony yep. Roberts called in, Seinfeld. It was amazing. Even Joan Rivers uh, one night called in. We were talking about how my apartment was an absolute uh, dump. And Joan Rivers didn't want to uh, called in, and we double checked that that it was legitimately her. She didn't want to talk on the air. She just wanted to provide me a cleaning lady uh, <laughs> if I was interested in uh, cleaning up my apartment, which hasn't been cleaned up in 34 years. My wife, where, uh, where we live, is a dump. I just say it's lived in. Oh God, Robin. you got to write a book. That is great, the great Robin. Listen, forty seconds to go. The, the, such yeah. a these are great stories. You are magnificent. We love having you on. Forty seconds to go. The optimistic Steve Summers. Don't want you to be optimistic here. I want you to be realistic. First realistic. Day, yes, with, Major League well, Baseball. Okay. Re, Major well, League Baseball we, returns on what day? Baseball impasse. Let me just right. say this. And you mentioned Seinfeld. It makes me think of his line about you root for the laundry. No real baseball fan can root for suits and ties. We root for uniforms, and we want to see them soon. When do you think? June 1st, May 1st? What do you think? Uh, of this year you're talking? Yeah. No, I, I say that a little facetiously. I hope <laughs> we do have uh, baseball in probably sometime. Yeah, it could be. Your guess is as good as mine. Uh, I, I hope we have more games than we had in 2020. Right. That was brutal. 60 games. Hey, uh, Stevie, say hello to Lou Rufino. It's been a while. Uh, yeah, Lou. It's, uh, I, I, I hear your name and that you're back. Uh, it's like uh, what is old is new again. And uh, and I miss seeing him. And I remember we, for five years, followed uh, I miss, uh, me and Salzburg. And Lou was there. And Bernie was there. And Charles McCord. And, and I miss and so forth. Uh, Lou, one of the greatest engineers of all time. Wow. Oh, wow. 
That's high praise. Wow. High yeah, praise from... And that's being realistic. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Uh, Take it full Steve. circle. Yeah, thank uh, you guys for Steve having Summer. me on. A yeah. real pleasure. You guys are geniuses and brilliant. Thank look, you, Steve. L- look who's talking. Thank you so much, Steve Summers. Thank uh, you, guys. I, all right, take care. Uh, Sid, he's great, right? He sounds terrific. Uh, he sounds great. Uh, he should, should be, be on the air. He should still be on the air. I don't know who this kid is. They've got a WFAM, but he doesn't hold Steve Summers' jock. 